How we doing, prolific people? Welcome to the Prolific Podcast. This podcast exists to encourage one another to abide in Jesus. And as a result, bear fruit that truly lasts. This is Joey. And I'm Alejo. You ready? Let's do this. Thank you for joining us today, guys. Well, today we're going to be talking about a topic that was as a result of a question that my mother asked me recently. So a little bit of background for you guys. My mom is uh, 55 years old now. She actually has never been married, Joey. Uh, I I remember you discovering that. Yeah, yeah, I found that out. That's for a different podcast. (laughs) She's 55 and she's never been married. She actually just recently got saved uh, two years ago and uh, was baptized, received the Holy Spirit. You know, she's beginning to understand just through the lens of Jesus, uh, life in general, which is really, really cool. And I think it's uh, especially, uh, it's very special because after 55 years of doing life one way, based on her own opinions and based on the opinions of the world and the ways of the world, my mom is like a child discovering how to live, the, how to live a blessed life and an abundant life. Uh, at 55. So uh, she's asking questions that might seem very basic, that might seem very mm. childlike. And uh, and that's amazing because I just think that we need to remain remain humble uh, to ask the Lord, what is the right way? You know, so my mom is an example of a person that has had 55 years of really troublesome relationships. Um, and maybe not as troublesome as some other people might have, but the the bottom line is that they haven't lasted. She's single today. Um, she's been in relationships that were at one point good. Um, and then they weren't. And then they ended. And and she's 55 and she's single. And by the grace of God, because now she gets to choose with the eyes of, of Jesus. You know? Come on, man. And, um, Come on. And so she asked me this question, Joey. She said, um, she said, she said, honey, whenever you were picking a spouse, how did you know mm-hmm. it was the right? And she, she, she was asking with a curiosity of an open heart and, a, so good. and a humble, isn't that so cool? So um, and so, uh, for, for some of you guys, um, you know, uh, my, you know, I'm married to Tara, um, a beautiful, beautiful woman. And, um, my mom, I preached to my mom for eight years, Joey, mm-hmm. and she never, she never accepted the truth of Jesus. And it wasn't until she saw my marriage Come on. that mm. she decided there was something different about the way in which I had given my life to God. She grew mm-hmm. up Catholic. She thought she knew. Yep. And um, and um, it became very obvious to her when she uh, observed our marriage, which again is not perfect, but we believe God is in it. Yep. You know that um, that she decided I want what what's there. And so mm-hmm. that question of uh, that question of um, how did you choose is a very important question for her because it it's it was marriage and a good representation of it that re- literally had the, the ability to influence her towards a really life-changing decision the most life-changing decision which is accepting jesus right yeah, so yeah, yeah she asked me that question and i thought it would just be a really good uh topic today how do you pick the right spouse um how do you go through that process i believe um there's like so many things that we could talk about so we're going to discuss that today how to do that and um yeah and and, and just talk a little bit about maybe our journey, but also mm-hmm. some of the things that we see today, right? Joey, just a little bit of background for you guys. Joey was a youth pastor for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been around young people for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've seen people do it right, people do it wrong. Mm-hmm. I've done it right. I've done it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to share a little bit too about my story with with Tara mm-hmm. in a time when she did not pick me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and so and and how it's okay to be picky mm-hmm. it's okay yeah. to be picky so yeah yeah man that's so good um and kind of like what he said uh we definitely were in our lives differently at the age where like you start kind of thinking and choosing someone you know about choosing who you're going to be with and so on and so i think in this world sometimes that um like like you know my parents really encouraged me to not like date anyone when i was younger not because they didn't like want me to just not date but i think the beautiful thing my parents encouraged me with was the understanding of what dating was and why it was like like you can be friends with someone and not date them not go out with them that's like so you good. can like you can you can get to know someone yep. without calling them boyfriend and girlfriend, right? And not rush. And not rush and not feel rushed, like not have pressure in it. And and like, and so like out of that, like it was just really beautiful because, and yeah, there are moments I question it and I was like, whatever. And there's moments I try to go behind their back and like had crushes and all this stuff. But what my parents instilled into me in that, I would take it into like every girl like relationship I had, like just like relationship I had with, with the opposite sex uh, of just like, man, like, man, is this girl, like there was either, she is strictly a friend, she's just awesome, she's cool, or, you know, she's just a human being, right? Or the thought would come to my mind of like, could she be it? Like, could she be the one for me? Could she be the one the Lord's designed and like all this stuff? Could she be the best fit for me? Dude, that's and such like, an interesting like things like that. background so, because I love, again, this is one of the things I love about doing a podcast with you is that our mm-hmm. background is so different, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So. It's so cool to hear you say that, like, as you grew up in a Christian home, you were asking yourself these questions. Is, it, is this the right person? And you're sifting through. You're looking and filtering. Mm-hmm. And is this a friend? Is this a, you know, I grew up in an environment that was completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up in an environment that was very much, much emotion-led, mm-hmm. right? So people, um, uh, you know, the, the, especially in the Spanish co- um, uh, community, things are very uh, emotional. They're very... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, rom- romantic, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And when I say romantic, well, hey, don't I, get me wrong. The Italianness in me is well, very romantic uh, and very emotional. Well, and that's, yeah. but there was a, there was a. Um, well, I'm, I don't uh, mean romantic let, in, let me in the sense this. of love. Let I mean me romantic in, in the. I mean romantic in the sense of there is like a there is a Hollywood romance. Yes. Right? So let, let yeah. me put it. There, there is a seed in all of us of this like. I want to bring this girl around or she's just funny or she's beautiful or she's this and she's like like and you want to tie that person to your life in a sense so I'm going to date her I'm going to bind her up to like start dating right and like things like that right and so there was absolutely I had that in me but there was an underlining I'll put it this way there was an underlining seed that was being nurtured and like foundational in my life from my parents parents. And, and 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 that would come up it that would, give would you come the wisdom up. To that would just it yourself. would just stir in me, even yeah. if it was two weeks into flirting with this girl, even in like whatever it was, I'd be like, I would ask my, it would suddenly stir in me. Hmm, does this girl like really love the Lord? Does she really want to do this? And that's or, why I'm saying, or, bro, man, like that's, like, that's, that's a crazy, yeah. that is yeah. a crazy thing. And to obviously, have a young my physical, person. my physical being was like, right. you know, ah, she's pretty. We're good. Yeah, Let's keep right. moving forward. But like, but it was there was that that seed, mm-hmm. right? And that's again, that's so critical as you know, anyone that's parents on here or anything like that, just just continue to instill the word and just wisdom, like knowledge and wisdom in this of just like, hey, it's your decision, but understand other than Yeshua your partner who you're partnering with who you're in covenant with is the second most important decision of your entire life a hundred percent like yes she was number one the, uh, number one most important decision of your entire life 
The second most important decision of your entire life is who you are choosing to partner with yeah. for the rest of your days. You could say it this way: the rest on of your Earth, birth. yes, on Earth, yep. like physical, like yep. in the physical world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the person that you choose to be your partner has the ability to influence Everything. not not a big part of your life. It, Everything, because this is the thing. I know people, bro, that have gone through the gone through the process i, I mean my parents are a good mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. my parents are in each other's lives for the rest of their lives mm -hmm. because i am a, a child their right. child right they're divorced mm -hmm. they're gonna have to figure things out mm -hmm. and and be connected for the rest of their yeah. lives so it's such a great so it's safe to say we mm -hmm. can make a statement here together it's safe to say the reason why we want to have this podcast is because making this decision mm -hmm. could make or break your life yeah in many it ways it will lead you towards yes or lead you away right. from it now so Let so some yeah so, so, so something so I wanted to be of encouragement to like the people that didn't have your upbringing Joey mm -hmm. that like I grew up in an environment where uh, things were very emotional like you you know a, a different way that you would I would say what you were saying is uh, your parents were were taught you how to not give too much too soon mm -hmm. right and um, choose choose what and, you give to yourself right yeah yep. um, where in my in my upbringing it was love is giving everything you have. Mm -hmm. Which again is beautiful. Well, right, it's beautiful but it's unwise in its place. Correct, and at in the right timing. So, yep, yep. so for 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 I grew up in an environment where love was unconditional from the start. You know, the the standards were Romeo and Juliet. That the first night they freaking yeah, took each other's yeah. lives together. Yeah. Like you know, like, and um and it was it's really unhealthy because it's a it's a overly romantic Hollywood version of what love mm. is that bears no wisdom and uh, and I saw in my upbringing I saw many bro I saw everybody get divorced mm -hmm. I, this is this is a cycle that I saw okay I saw people be infatuated with each other get physical with each other then begin to begin to know each other once sometimes once they were already living together yep yep then find out who they really were encounter all the dysfunction mm-hmm have horrible breakups. Yep. Children in the process. Yep. And then rinse and repeat. Do it mm -hmm. again. Now, and, I, and I think yeah. that's why my mom asked me that question. Mm. Yeah. Come on, man. Because right now, I mean, I mean, we see it left and left and right. I think the reason why the world are just people in general. You know, there's a statement. There's a statement. I got. I got. I got to say this. Um, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Right. That that's that's the that's the definition of insanity. So my question that we have to ask all of ourselves, especially in the the wanting to choose the right partner or just in general, even in marriage, right? Um, what have I been doing that is making me insane? Because the results that I continue to choose is maybe producing the wrong people, the wrong women, or the wrong man for you know ladies, or Every time I have this type of conversation with my wife, it always turns in this negative term, but we don't change anything. And we're just so shocked by the fruit that continues to be produced by it. And the only person that has a decision to help stop a tree producing the same fruit is by number one, looking at the root of it and changing the way you make that decision. Yeah. And stop being insane. Because so if you keep watering the same thing, you're going to keep Yeah, so you're thing. wondering why. Let's be honest. Like you said, you grew up and you saw the exact same thing. You saw people get together, get physical, discover who they were, 
and then realize they went through heck together. Like they go through something really serious. They go through pain. They go through something very real. And then they realize this person isn't the same person that I, I met with. No, it's the person I thought yes. I was with so, because so, they're so clouded. And yes. we'll, talk, we'll talk about physicality. Which, but Well, let me just put it this way. Uh, and this we're, we're, we're already, dang, 12 minutes into this. Um, like, let, let's just call it what it is right in the get-go. Infatuation is a beautiful thing. Infatuation is beautiful. So why I say that it is this. Infatuation is beautiful. The romantic, like that, just being infatuated with your bride, infatuated with your husband, you know, whatever it is. Infatuated with someone. But let me be very clear with you. Very clear with you. If you get married to someone or you get physical with someone while you are still infatuated with them, which means this. I'll break down how I see infatuation, okay? Infatuation. When I started to notice my wife of how beautiful, how an in, like intelligent, how kind, like I started to see her attributes and I was like, oh, that's, that's attractive. Oh, that's really attractive. Man, she's so, she's this, she's that, she's all this stuff, right? And I had to cut myself like dry because if I wasn't careful, my wife was going to be perfect in my eyesight. When in reality, my not even girlfriend at the time has flaws and I need to be able to see them with mm -hmm. discerning eyes to see when she is angry, do I want this person Come on. to Come be on. in my household with me? Come on. When she is in sadness, do I want this person do I want to her be to in raise my, home? my children? Do I want her to raise my children in the anger? Because there's she's gonna get she's gonna get mad. Just just like I get mad. She's gonna fail. So when you say that you had to cut off you cut off yourself in cut, order yep. in order to make that mm -hmm. uh, determination, uh, give me an, give me very practical ways in which you have very to practical ways. I call it a self audit. Okay? I call it a self audit. I needed to audit my emotions. Now, what that means is I had to literally sit down with myself with a journal and write down, okay, all these attributes of Stephanie are da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Man, beautiful. She's this. She's kind. She's this. Then I would do lines. And I would say, okay, what did I discover in her moments that she failed? In the moments that she fell short? in the moments that she got insecure, in the moments that she was prideful, in the moments that she was like, just, and I began to write down things that I noticed because now I have it on paper. And then whenever I can look at the beauty of who she was, and then I would see the real person of Stephanie, which again, the beauty is still her. It's still, sure. she's everything that she is. But I started to line up be like, oh, wait a minute. So when she gets mad, she goes quiet. Ooh, wait a minute. When I get mad and I'm having a conflict, I need to talk. I have to talk through this. So I started to line up, wait a minute. That could be a point of confrontation in our relationship because I need to verbally process. She needs shut she needs to like like shut down. She literally shuts down and then she needs to think through and process. Now both can be wrong in the flesh where I just talk and I just and for her shutting down and disappearing. So I needed to see, ooh, wait a minute. So if we're going to have a relationship, I need to understand some of her weakness so then I can cover her or so then I can understand that when she does that, it's not her just being sharp towards me or et cetera, et cetera. Right. So in practicality, what I had to do to, to almost sever infatuation was number one, number one, 
time. Maybe not sever infatuation, but like yeah. bring some realistic, yes. like yes. just bring so discernment into infatuation. Yes, yes. Yeah. which again, infatuation is you seeing them as perfect, flawless. You're wondering why your friends or your family, like let me just be very truthful with you. If you don't have people in your life that you trust the words above any other human, okay, that they love the Lord, number one. Number two, they love you even telling you the truth if it hurts. Okay, like that's that is the definition of a friend, in my opinion, that they will tell you the truth, even if it hurts your feelings. Okay, they don't tell you what you want to hear. They tell you what you need to hear. Okay, if you don't have those people, you may you may struggle at finding the right person. And this is why, because in infatuation, you will not see this person clearly because you see them in all of their beautiful characteristics. You see all of the, just, you're infatuated. You are in this perfect, this person's perfect and they do no wrong. And you say, oh, that's not how I see someone. Then tell me something wrong that they did right now. And, and you'll, you'll literally be like, um, uh, they, uh, dressed with the wrong colors like like you it's really hard to think of something when you're in the infatuation stage because all you see is this it's it how my wife and i put it is this when we do marriage counseling with people and things like this marriage and relationships is not always rainbows and butterflies and if you're not careful if you get together and you seek rainbows and butterflies and guess what you're going to divorce every single time that the rainbows and butterflies disappear well because and the reason why and i think this is like a, uh, a something that I wanted to definitely share with people, and you know, like if you remember nothing that I say on this podcast, remember this statement: dating, dating prior to, uh, just like being together before marriage, is primarily about emotions, mm-hmm. but marriage is about values hmm. because because when the emotions wear out which i would call infatuation yeah yeah it's like but yeah. emotions yeah which yeah. which this is the thing there are ways to protect and pursue the and preserve those emotions yep. right yep um but but you can't even do that pursuit you can't even tr- uh, find common ground in unity in marriage to go back to some of those places from dating for example that you need mm-hmm. to continue to go back to mm-hmm. If you don't share the same values, mm-hmm. so for example, it, uh, and it, this is one of the reasons uh, why the Bible says, "Do not be unequally yoked." Mm-hmm. For example, because once you're in marriage, and you're, and, and you know, we'll talk more about mm-hmm. this, but you don't have the same lording, mm-hmm. and I mean that I say that and word very specifically, yeah. lording values over your life, mm. lord values that lord over you. I'm not talking about values that you pick and choose, mm-hmm. values that in this season are Come different than next Come season. On. I'm talking about lording values, values that are a lighthouse to your life, mm. that, that, that tell you what direction to go. Then what happens in marriage is that people are going different directions. They're going towards different lighthouses, right? And so... Um, that's the reason why it's so important to be picky, you know, and I think we're going to title this, this, this podcast, we're going to call it, you know, it's okay to be picky, like go and be picky because this is the deal. Once you are one, you can't be picky. You, you are in covenant. You have chosen. There is, there is, this is not the most critical thing you have to understand in marriage that number one, partner choosing is a big deal. And that when you are in marriage, it is covenant. This is not a contract. 
that if someone doesn't hold up their end, that you get to sever it. No, covenant is blood. Covenant is I am here until the end of my days. I am here and it is covenant. Yes. It is covenant. It is not a contract. And the issue is that we treat dating as like, I'll put it this way. The world treats dating. I love, okay, I, I gotta rewind. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Insanity. If the world has a 54% rate of divorce and the world's way of doing relationship is find someone that's really hot, that you vibe with, go sleep with them, move in with them, go down this process, and then get married. If they are in results of 54, 56% divorce rate, why are we following the exact same route? Well, I'll tell like I'll, why? I'll tell you why. Can I answer the question? Absolutely. Bro, picking a partner is it's picking a partner. I was I was really literally thinking of it like mission impossible. <laughs> dun, 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 and I'll tell you why. Dun, 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 dun. Because when you're picking a partner, you're working against time. Yep. So for for some of you guys that are listening, you're like, "Okay, yeah, that sounds really great, but time is against me." Mm. When you are picking a partner, not only is time against you, you all the heat is also rising. <laughs> so if you so, uh, like it's no secret to any of to any of us, we all want to have sex. What? We all want to be intimate. That's a desire. We all we all want to we all want to uh, feel loved. We all want and, to be physically intimate. We were created right. for intimacy, and the the yokeness of it, the fire, the passionate, the drive. But if you put it. <laughs> So if physical intimacy is a fire. I've taught this. I preach it in many things. Physical intimacy is a fire. If you you would not get mad if I go light a candle and I put that candle in the middle of the kitchen and it burns and it smells the beautiful aroma that it comes off. You're not going to get mad at me with that. Not at all. Mm -hmm. But guess what? What if I put that fire to your hair? Are are you going to What are you going to do? You you're probably going to have some pain you're gonna not want that and you're gonna get really mad at me yeah you want to know why because the passion of fire when it's in its place it's not destructive mm -hmm. but when the passion of fire is in a wrong place it is very destructive sure and like and that's one of the di issues with with picking a partner is that we all have a desire to get to that point right mm -hmm. so we have time against us we have you know uh, our own desires that you know, to be loved, because at the, at the very core, I believe sex beyond physicality is about people wanting to feel wanted and feel loved, mm -hmm. right? Um, you have uh, um, you have other people around you who might be finding their partners, right? So there's comparison. There are all these yep. different uh, things. So so why why do we why do we make the wrong decision? Why do we uh, do such a poor job at being different from the world? Like you were saying, Joey, right? Like the world's doing it the wrong way. Uh, why do we continue to do it the wrong way? Well, the reason why is because in order to, to do a really good job at, at choosing your partner, you have to, one, have self-control. Mm -hmm. You have to have that fruit of the spirit in your life. You have to have discernment, which we say that word a lot and we never explain what it means. Discernment is really being able to see with the eyes of God, mm -hmm. right? Like being able to see beyond what is seen with Come the on. eyes of the flesh, right? Come on. So you have to have discernment. You have to be able, because this is a deal, guys. You know, I know people that are very godly. I have that. I, bro, I know, I know pastors. 
I know prophets. I mean, people doing very deep ministry, mm -hmm. right? Um, who have been divorced twice or three mm -hmm. times. So people that are very, very mm -hmm. discerning in one area of their lives. But then when it comes to relational discernment, mm -hmm. it's different. There's it's like just, a veil. It's, it's yeah. a, right. It's a different area of life. And so you, we have to walk with self-control. We have to be discerning. And, and I think this is the, high, the highest one, bro. I think the, the one of the greatest attributes, one of the greatest characteristics of somebody that chooses somebody well to be married to is receiving God's love so fully mm -hmm. that you are secure in yourself to understand when to wait, when to say no, and when something doesn't match what the Lord wants for you. Self-control, you know, not self-love, being filled by God's love. Yeah and having the discernment of the spirit. Now, I say all that to say too, you know, I'll, I'll add to that, the God fa factor, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, so the, what, I call it the God fa factor because in, in moments in the in the Bible, you know, the Bible says that God provides everything that we need, but it also says don't be lazy, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, there there is a, a collaborating with God Correct. In, the, in what he provides and what we do on our end, right? So the Bible says that, that God alone, that, that, that man can pass down to their children uh, money, they can pass on to them properties, they can pass down, you know, inheritances of all kinds, but only the Lord can give a man a good a good wife. Mm, come on. So, so there is that factor. God has a good wife for you. Good, good spouse, good partner. Yeah, I'm going to say yeah. to you, to yeah. you women, yeah. God has a good yeah. husband for yep. you. Yep. Yep. The question is, is your lack of patience it's your lack of self-control and it's your insecurity mm. going to going to fill that place of blessing mm. that God wants to provide for you because it's a collaborating, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not just going to show up and give you somebody really, really awesome when you are womanizing, uh, you know, impatient, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's super insecure guy. Now, it happens sometimes yeah. and it's really Well, let's sad. just be honest. Stop looking for the one and become the one. That's a very simple phrase. Stop looking for the one and become the one that Correct. someone wants to marry. Well, that needs to be the focus. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like, like, stop doing all these things to where, man, she's just not out there. Or he's just not out there. Well, are you working on you? Are you working on being the one that someone desires? Like, you have all these standards, yet you don't set standards for yourself. You don't, you're not you're not setting these standards to where you would be someone that is desired after, whether in a spiritual hunger of the Lord or an emotional maturity, just you fill in the blank. If if you're not being that person, really it's it's unfair to hold standards of someone else if you're not even being that person. So you're Joey, like, man, I just really want someone that loves the Lord. There's and nobody has good out there. And then and then you're you're just like, and this was my own life. I was, man, I just want a girl that's so hungry for God, gives her whole heart, her whole soul. Or her yes is always mm. God. And then when God would tell me to go do something, I would hesitate or I would not be obedient to the Lord. Mm. And then in my quiet time with God, I'm like, God, where's the one that would just be hungry for you? Mm. I was like, wait a minute. And God, it was like a what I would call the holy two by four, just like clunk on the back of the head was like, you keep asking for the one and you're not it. 
So like, if I bring you the right person, yeah. you ain't going to be ready. Yeah. You're not going to be ready. You are actually going to screw up the person that I have created for you because you have not been self-disciplined in the word with me, being hungry for you, not being in self-control, like not being longing to grow. So so something that I really I really want to touch on really, really quickly, and, and it might be a little bit longer than quickly, but I, I just, I have this note on my phone that I got to hit. And, and it's this, because sometimes when we talk about partnership and all this stuff, it almost almost sounds like don't date, right? Like don't do all this stuff, right? Well, let, let me just clarify. Dating is okay. There, there, there isn't something wrong with getting to know someone, going out to dinner, getting coffee, like th- that, that portion of what you would call dating is fine. It, it's when dating becomes the means for physical intimacy fulfillment due to us being lonely or lustful is when things become a problem. And can I add something to that, to mm-hmm. dating? Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. I agree that there's nothing wrong with dating. But I will say this too. You shouldn't date everybody. Correct. Which that Like, like you, it, should, you should have some discernment. Yes. Like, okay, let me talk from a man's perspective. Yeah. Can I talk from a man's perspective? Mm-hmm. No. This, so, ladies, and uh, you're going to hate me saying this. No, you won't. There ah, is, you, who cares? Because I really, because my desire is really to help. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to marry the girl that's dated everybody. Come on. Come on. I don't, you know, because you know what that tells me, girl. You lost. You or, are lost. You, you, you just you don't have eyes. You don't have eyes to. You see. You don't have discernment. You're, you're not saving yeah. anything. Yeah. You're you are you are just. Oh, and again, that's coming from. By the way, I want to say I was that in, in the guy's form. Yeah. Why don't you hit it? Why don't you talk about that for a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Like so. So why you mentioned your wife about about something that you and your wife went through, technically yeah. way before you were dating, like all this stuff. Yeah. So rewind for everyone that's listening. Yeah. Rewind a little bit and talk about how you weren't the one. Yes. For your wife. That's great. Yeah. I'll, I'll share that. Um, so, hit it. so 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 yeah guys so my wife and i have a a a long a long past um we actually met in high school and when we met in high school um my wife had a very uh, let's say a very loose relationship with god not Mm -hmm. loose but i mean she bore a lot of the uh principles of christianity because her mom had more mom mom and dad's faith than her own faith yeah but 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 even then like she just had you know what she had she had the fear of god Mm. i could i could see Mm. the fear of god Mm. in her right like um, she was a different girl than everybody else. On my end, I was manipulative. I was a lost guy. Um, I wanted, I'll tell you why I wanted Tara. I wanted Tara because I wanted her to uh, be a trophy on my shelf. I wanted, I wanted to have the nicest, prettiest girl in school because guess what? For a lot of guys, um, and, and even, I mean, there's, I think I would say there's also a healthy version of this that, um, that a, a guy wants uh wants to be with a woman that will that will be a crown of jewels mm-hmm. right and um and, and, and in a good and in a good sense as a christian as well right but in a bad sense when i was in the world man i just wanted to i wanted to parade her i wanted to i wanted mm-hmm. to fulfill my own insecurity um which is one of the reasons why 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 men are womanizers mm-hmm. right they're not secure enough in themselves in the love of jesus that they just have to continue to earn the love of the prettier girl and prettier girl and prettier girl and the next one and the next one and when that gets old the next one yeah so that was me that was yep. me right so um so i really liked her dude we really jived we had chemistry in mm-hmm. high school we were really good friends but i could always tell tara wasn't sure 100 mm-hmm. percent. 
um, I really enjoyed the attention of all the other girls that were in the class. Um, I was I, I was a pathological liar, mm -hmm. like bad. Um, I was I, I wanted one thing and one thing from Tara. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted uh, to take Tara's virginity. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. I didn't know she was a virgin because I never asked her. But I just I didn't care about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to take. I just wanted me yeah. to be fulfilled, right? And um and and I wanted my insecurities and all that stuff to be fulfilled in Tara. And so we, you know, I tried pursued her. I tried to date her uh, many times. And um, we, you know, I think we kissed like maybe you know a few times, whatever. And we we were interested in each other. But again, there was also that little bit of discernment in, in my wife now, right back mm -hmm. then that she just was not sure bro mm -hmm. and i hated it i was like oh why aren't you sure like come on like Look i want a girl yeah you know I whatever mocha man <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh but i wasn't i wasn't a man mm, come on i wasn't you're a, man. a mocha boy i was a you're mocha a boy, boy right come on, um, you're a boy and um and oh, so what I mean, happened i want to say something but i'm just keep going, keep what, going. what happened at the end of high our high school career is she faded away um and and uh, mind you tara had her own flaws mm -hmm. as well yeah, yeah but in relation to, like in our like her and i <laughs> i promise you i had a lot more wrong with me <laughs> than she had with her i promise you like a hundred percent so um so we go through that and so so we uh kind of part ways i was very angry for her for a long time but I, I could never get this girl out of my heart, bro. Like she was just, I remember the first text I ever sent Tara was, hey, I want to bring you home to my mom. Like I knew even as a lost man mm. that this woman was worth bringing home to my parents, mm. right? And so um, I get saved radically in college. I, I meet God face to face. Um, and I understand now that uh, women and fulfilling myself and getting love from mm -hmm. women is a big part of my sinful nature mm -hmm. and so i make this covenant with the lord that i'm going to be celibate for mm -hmm. a long for a long time mm -hmm. and so i stopped dating i i actually i dated before i made that covenant i dated one girl for a month mm. when i became a christian and in a month i already knew it wasn't her mm. and and i and i did one of the most manly things i had done to that point not boy thing man thing i told her hey you're you're not it like i just i know that I know that you're not that person, mm. um, which is a very hard thing to say. Yep. For, but but yep. the Lord, by his spirit, gave me the, the courage yep. to, to just be a man, yep. right? And yep. To let somebody go and not just hold him hostage, mm -hmm. you know, for my own pleasure mm -hmm. and my own fulfillment. Anyway, mm -hmm. I was celibate for a while. Tara and I re-met again uh, later down the, down the line. God had done a lot of work in me. I, I, I had given God my loyalty and my in my life, in my commitment, in my heart. And in, in that process, I learned, you know, when you're celibate for a while, you learn to not fulfill oh, yeah. yourself yep. by just getting people yep. Yep. to like you, right? So um, so the Lord bro. did a lot through that, yeah. right? Now, mind you, even during that time when I was a Christian, didn't mean that I didn't enjoy the attention of women, mm -hmm. right? Because that's something else I had to die when I mm -hmm. became, began, began to date Tara. But, in the, but, but I also say this, that like, there is a harmless... Um, there is a harmless flirtation that happens when you're single. Like, and and I don't think that that's necessarily bad all the time, um, as long as, as long as, it dies when it needs to die. I would disagree with that. Well, so I, I, so I would disagree. Yeah. That a flirtation is a means to a relationship, and there is no means to be dating. Okay, but well, let me ask you a question. Let me mm -hmm. ask you a question because you you told me many yeah. times. Actually, let me finish the story and then yeah, I'll ask yeah, you this yeah, question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I meet Tara again. Uh, we start dating, 
God has done a lot of work in her heart. God has done a lot of work in my heart. Um, and we just weren't the same people anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and it was like we ha- we got to go at doing it the wrong way and doing it the right way. And I knew this. I'll finish that story with saying this. I was 100% sure when I saw Tara again, Joey, mm-hmm. that nobody else could love her the way that I wanted to love her in Christ. Mm. And that's what made me want to pursue her. Mm. It wasn't that I needed to receive something from her. It was that I saw somebody and I knew I knew her so intricately, 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 so many of her parts and her quirks and her just who she was that I, I decided I want to be a part of the work that God wants to do in you mm. by partnering with with him. And it, and I was a, I became a man mm-hmm. before I was with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you this question. So because of the flirtation. So I'll say this and then you tell me answer. Yeah. So so something that um, I told um, that like that a process that my wife and I had to go through when we started dating was that like there were other people that wanted to be with Tara mm-hmm. and there were other people that wanted to be with me. Right. 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 And, uh, and we both had to yeah. cut, cut those ties. Correct. Like, Correct. you know what I'm saying? And like, and what I mean by flirtation, I don't mean like every day you're like, yo, what's up girl. Right. Whatever. And that's I'm what not, I want to correct. Mean, yeah. that's, that's I don't mean that. Mean. I mean yeah, like yeah. these like loose, like, um, these loose, like a joking attractions, kind of like I throw a little thing, whatever. Yeah. 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 When, when you are in a long, when you are, when you, when, when you, you commit your life to someone, yeah, in and I dating, hadn't even yet, like and, we were you, dating. Well, you're you're committing. Yeah, so but I was like, you're it, girl, bro. You're yeah. committing. Yeah. Whether the moment, uh, let's just call it what it is. When you say that this person is officially your boyfriend or girlfriend, and you are connecting in that way. Uh, it's very simple. You are actually committing a portion of your life to them that you will never get back mm-hmm. ever. Yes. And Come so on, when you good. are committing to someone mm-hmm. that I'm going to date you, I'm going to court you i'm going to decide if you are the one out of getting more intimate with you more into me you see not physically but more emotionally more mentally your stories like there's you can be intimate with someone in a friend zone in the friend world to see if they fit the picture that you're longing for and mm-hmm. what god has mapped out for you very easily like yeah. people may think it's very complicated but i'm gonna be very honest with you there the, uh, with my mom right i wanted i longed for a woman that was like my mother. Mm, that's awesome. Because my mom loved my father, loved us as kids, mm-hmm. was passionate, was goofy, mm-hmm. that's loving, that that is just like all of those things. Like I love it. It's like, fiery. Like, like Your just mom is fiery. Very fiery. Like yeah. I just, I just yeah. love that because, because yeah. I was just like, man, like, like that's just. I had such a beautiful relationship with my mom, even though my mom and I had conflict and turmoil at times. Sure. Like I was still, my mom set the example of what a, an incredible woman so cool, would bro. be in a wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's other women in my life, other moms, other people that I was like, man, like my sisters, I'm like, man, like I really X, Y, Z, you know? But the the picture of it was that I had also a lot of opposite of my mom. Man, I really want a woman that does this and like does this, right? Like I had these standards that I longed mm-hmm. for. But what I started to, what I would say the Lord, because I, I, what this did not come from me, was I started to understand that when I would say yes to a girl in the dating world, I was committing to someone, that I was sowing time into someone, yeah. that I may never get anything, any fruit. I may not get what I'm wanting, the desire that I want, whatever it is. The The, the end goal for me with dating was to marry someone. Yeah. To spend what my dreams, which I've shared on podcasts, was to be a father and a husband. It wasn't to make a million dollars. It wasn't to have the biggest and the baddest house. Man, I just 
wanted to be able to do life with someone and connect with someone daily and laugh and goof off and make memories and pursue the king of kings. Like that's what was my longing. And so the the biggest thing people have to understand is dating is committing something to someone. So yeah. if, if you are dating someone, you really should be dating them because you are highly, highly considering them to be your covenant yeah, yeah. partner because dating is the discovery if they are the one for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come if on, you man. Don't, if you don't, if, if you don't, do your studying before the test. When the test comes, when the pressure comes, you're going to see stuff from both of your hearts come out. And if you didn't study and get to know each other, you may actually be shocked in marriage why they are responding that way to heartache, when they are responding that way to not getting their way or getting what they want. Mm. Like, get to know them because, like, it's it's not a contract because you get tired or annoyed by them or because you've had a really tough day or week or months or even years in your communication that you get a free out out of marriage. No, fight for it together. Fight mm. for it even when they don't want to it. Fight for the covenant of marriage. Have high standards on people yes. you choose to sow your time into because you are sowing into it. Now, the Lord can and and will teach you through the people that maybe you're not supposed to be with, but but l- let me be very clear. Don't use that as an excuse to date the wrong person. Yeah. Like, like don't don't just go date because, well, God's going to turn everything for his good. Well, let me, like, ask, you like, this, like, let me <laughs> ask you a question, Joey. So have you... Have you known, and it's okay, like we all do. We yeah. all know this person. Yeah. We all know the person in our youth group or yeah. in our school yeah. or in our group of friends that was always just jumping into relationships. And if you don't know, it, them, it yeah. might be you. It might be you. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I just, I love, there is there is a um, there is a scripture and, and it this has to do about your covenant to God mm-hmm, himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but I, I believe that, I believe that, um, like covenant, let me let me let me tell you what I, I believe covenant is. It covenant is becoming single-minded about mm-hmm. something. Come on, okay. So covenant, a covenant with God. Like when you say, "God, I give you my life," what you are saying is, "I am becoming single-minded there about my no loyalty." Other God. There, there is, is no, no other, other. I'm not going to turn to the left yep. or to the right. Yep. That's it. And the same thing is with your decisions that you make yep. with with your partner, yep. right? So so Jesus is talking to people about their covenant with 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 him, with God, but he says this and I and I I want you to know this happens in relationships. So it says this. This is in Luke 14 verse 28 29 it says, "But don't begin until you count the cost." Come on. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see Come on. if there Come is on. enough money to finish it. So let me let me translate that to relationships. Count the cost of whether even dating this person it's going to be worth your time, right? And now now listen to this. Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation yep. before running out of money. Let me translate that for relationships. Otherwise, you might have another another person, boyfriend, girlfriend that's on your on your resume mm. and you're not you're not able to 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 go through because you have another breakup. You mm. gave yourself to another person. And and listen to this part it says, and then everyone will laugh at you. Come on. Okay? So so let me tell you something. It like inwardly, there are people that I know that I like. I have a, a slight grin towards mm. about that, right? Where I just go, you just don't count the cost. Mm. You just don't count the cost. I, many times I didn't count the cost. Mm-hmm. I just have. I have. Bro, can I tell you something that I hate about being? You saved yourself until, until marriage. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. I I hate 
having a resume. Hmm. A I hate physical it. intimacy. Yes. Yep. I hate yep. it. You know why I hate it? Because it says something about me. Hmm. Now, I'm a new creation in Christ. Right. But the Lord has redeemed me. Yes, Lord the Lord has, has redeemed me. Yep. And thank God for God's grace. But at the time, you know what it said about me? There are consequences well, to there, the sin. There are consequences yeah. to the sin. And, and, and it's this is what it said about me. I just didn't know what I wanted. Mm. Well, no, let's call it what it is. You knew what you wanted. It was physical. Well, not even that. You know, well, it was that. Yeah. And then I wanted another girl to like me. And then another Correct. girl to like me. Yep. And then, a, yep. right? Um, but, but what it said about me is that I was unstable. Mm. What it said about me is that I was, that my yeses were not true yeses. Mm. Right, my that they were kind of okay. Yeah. Right, um, I was unfaithful, bro. Mm. When I was in the world, same thing. It just what it said about me was, this is not a viable partner. Mm. And thank God Tara saw it. Mm. You know, I tell God today. I tell Tara, thank goodness you had a little bit of sense to say no to you. To, to say, say no to no. you. Yeah, come on. Because you know what I would have done? Damage. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what would have happened? I yeah. would have wounded. You know yeah. what would have happened? We would have maybe dated for a little bit and had a really, really bad breakup that mm-hmm. didn't give us an opportunity or a chance mm-hmm. to fix things later on. Mm-hmm. So so let me say this to you, lady. Let me say this to you, guy. Count the cost. Mm-hmm. Right, Joey? Mm-hmm. Count the cost. Come on. Or else you might have another foundation. You're going to have 15 mm-hmm. foundations out, out there. Mm-hmm. And, and and people are going to start laughing yeah. at you. And, like, and let, me, let me call it what it is. That cost is this. The people you should be dating, especially if you're a believer of Yeshua as the only way, you should have a standard as men mm, that she always points you to Jesus. And women, mm-hmm. that he always points you to Jesus. Okay, let's talk about this. If you're, I got I to get through this. If you are looking for love from someone that doesn't know love, which mm. God is love, you will see a small glimmer of love. But that person will never be able to love you to the fullness of what Abba has for Joy, you. Joey, be specific. Go what do you mean read. by no love? Tell us tell us specifically what no okay. love means. So so let me be very specific. Go read 1 Corinthians 13. Do you want someone that doesn't keep a record of wrong? Probably in your relationship. But how can a natural you, person be love? Joey, tell me. Tell be me. love by being fully devoted to the one that is love, which is Yeshua. That's right. God is love. And so if you are if you are wondering what love is and and how can someone love you, you need to go read 1 Corinthians 13. And if you desire that in your future marriage or even in your current marriage that's and and, and that someone doesn't serve Yeshua, they will not be able to fulfill it because they're not pursuing love. Now, listen. So now we'll, they might be able to pursue yeah. it. They might be able to to fulfill it for a week. They might be able to fulfill it for a few months. Mm-hmm. But you cannot fulfill yep. love, mm-hmm. like 1 Corinthians 13 mm-hmm. says, with mm-hmm. longevity for years right. without what, Joe? Without pursuing love, without living in love, without the loyalty to love, which the loyalty of love is God, is Abba, Father, right? And so so they will not be able to show that love to its fullness to you. So have high standards, not high perfection, because... They will not be perfect, and you will never be able to find the perfect person. And let me raise my hand and say this. 
there were many moments I had the perfection standard on people mm. that that I was holding people to standards that even I wasn't living up to yeah. that I wasn't doing that and so I had this expectation that they would need to be X and they would need to be perfect and God freed me from that and what he began to teach me was this because they will they, they will not be perfect and you will never be able to find the perfect person you will however discover someone that is imperfect seeking the perfect God that is longing to grow to be more like Yeshua. Mm. Find the person you want to grow with, not trying to find the perfect before. People change. And I've heard so many people that are separating right now or even have gotten a divorce. And I have heard the phrase, I've done marriage counseling with them. I have said this in marriage counseling to young couples that listen, you will hear this phrase. It will even cross your mind. They have changed. They're not the same person that I married. They're mm. not the person that I dated. Let me, I will, oh, I'm gonna get so freaking passionate in this. I hope they're not the same person. I hope I am not the same person. I hope I have grown. I hope I have matured. I hope I have grown in my faith. I hope I have grown in the way that I talk. I hope I have grown in the way that I lead and serve and pursue the King of Kings. I desire that that passion is the desire of the pursuit, the desire of the high standards, the desire of whatever you want to label it as, is the desire that you find someone that you long to grow old with. And growing means changing. Stop trying to find the perfect person that's going to be perfect in your 20s or in your 30s or in your 40s or in your 50s or in your 60s. Wherever you are, you're trying to find mm. the perfect at that age and that they would remain the exact same person and they wouldn't change until you're 90. Like, I'll just be completely frank with you. My wife is not the same person but, that I married. But, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. And yo, you're right. You're right. We need to, we, change is inevitable. Find you're, someone you want to grow with. You're, you're going to change. Find someone you want to You're going to change with. whether you like it or not. But I'll tell you one way you can look at cho choosing your spouse. Because, because, because I do know people and I do know friends and I have been in seasons where I have changed towards the wars. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so, yes. and so, so, th so this is, so this is a good uh, marker, you know how like you go to the car dealership and you have like certain things in mind that like help you pick a car. Mm -hmm. Oh, Hondas. Hondas really last, yeah. right? Don't pick a Chevy or whatever. I don't know, right? Like we're gonna get hate mail, in the right? Mail. Like so. Email so there are different right. characteristics yeah. that that let you know the longevity of mm -hmm. something. How mm -hmm. long is this going to last? Mm -hmm. And not only because because listen, guys, this is something else I want to I want to tell you with Joey. We are not advocating just for long marriages. I'm not Come advocating on. just for long, crappy marriages. Come That's on. not what we're advocating for. We are advocating for awesome, God-centered marriages that take us all the way growing to being marriages, with, being with Jesus. Growing through yes. the old, growing through the ugly, growing Correct. through the beautiful, sickness, growing through the through sickness, times that are difficult. The, the covenant, that guess what? In covenant, it's going to get difficult sometimes. When you're when you're building a house, you're going to have storms. When you're going through stuff, there's going to be rain. There's going to be stuff, but if you don't have a good foundation, when the rain comes, it will crumble. Well, and the longevity, the longevity, and Joey's talking about that longevity, right? Like when the storms come, how is something going to last? And again, how is it going to last and, last and still be godly and awesome and filled with grace? Well, guys, when when Joy's talking about, yes, people have, you know, sometimes people say, oh, somebody changed. I'll tell you why people change. Because our loyalty to Christ 
the level of, of loyalty we have towards God's ways、mm. changes. So two people get married, right? They meet each other in ministry school. Yep. Yep. And talk about and their and their and their loyalty to Christ. Is not based on their relationship with Christ Himself.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's based on the peer pressure that they have around them to have that relationship. So, guess what?、Mm-hmm. They move on from, from ministry school.、Yep. You know, one person continues to really pursue God and really、yep. love Him. The other、yep. person doesn't really want to go to church anymore.、Yep. And the other person doesn't really、yep. want to pray anymore. And、yep. the other person just thinks the whole God thing was maybe like a thing of the past a little bit. Maybe I was and, off. Right. And so, and let, so let me tell、it. you something, man. When you're looking for a spouse, Look for somebody who is irrationally loyal to God. Come on. Look, Come for, on. look for somebody that is,、Come、that is so radically loyal to God that they're more loyal to Him than to you.、Because、you know why? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I know people that will, are so loyal to their spouse that when they decide to go away from Jesus, they, they follow. follow after them. Yep, they follow right And guess what? That's the path of destruction,、mm-hmm. right? So. So, so pick a Honda, man.、Mm. <laughs> I'm serious.、Yeah. Pick a Honda. Choose pick, wisely. Choose somebody. And, 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 and count the cost through it. And listen, 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 listen. I really hope you guys hear this in, in this entire podcast. Is we both have made mistakes.、Yes. Okay. We have literally, we have chosen wrong at times. We've dated wrong. We were the wrong ones at times. We were in immaturity. We failed. And,、mm-hmm. and know this in marriage and in relationships in general, it gets tough. And so sometimes how you grew up or how things came through, like it does affect. Your parenting style, it affects your relationship, how you view marriage, like all of these things. And, and, and what happens is if you're not careful, you're going to begin to build a facade of a relationship. And then, whenever that facade it goes into covenant marriage, and you're like, oh, this person's amazing. And then you know what you go through? You go, something, you go through something like my wife and I did, which was a miscarriage, which you would literally. You, there is no premarital counseling course on, hey, so when pain comes when you're trying to have a child and you lose your child and things go through this、mm, and all on, this、bro. stuff, like, like there's, no, there's no book you could、mm. read to prepare you for pain. But you know what can prepare you for pain when it comes is knowing and setting up. And the fact of the matter is that Yeshua is our foundation. We're going to pursue Yeshua through、come、pain.、On. And as we pursue it, even in your failures, because there's been Moments that my wife has failed in her flesh, and there's been a lot more moments where I have failed in my flesh. And the thing that the unity continues, the covenant continues, the walking through things continue because the desire in both of our hearts is Jesus. And in that desire, even if I'm the one being fleshly, my wife drags me. Because guess what? I co labor with her. So she's right beside me. She drags me to the cross of Jesus, right? And I do the same with my wife of whenever she's off and she's、That's、in、right. it, I drag her to the cross, right? Because if, if we're not careful, when things get tough, we'll start dragging people to money. We'll start dragging people to、mm. business. We'll start dragging people to our family. We'll start、Ooh. dragging people to, to the bigger and better things. We'll start dragging them to counseling.、Goals. We'll start dragging them to goals and dreams. And we'll start dragging them to things that are. 
again, there's nothing wrong with money. It's the love of money. There's nothing wrong with counseling, but if they become your counselor instead of the great counselor, there's something off. Like, like there's these things that if we're un, if we're untargeted in the beginning, the easiest way, I wish you could, I, I wish I could show an example. If you take a string a hundred feet from one pole to another pole, you have a perfectly level line right across 100 feet to 100 feet right down the line it is tied down the line if someone on the one side of the 100 foot string unties it from the tree and takes two steps to the left in that moment you didn't get two degrees off from the starting point your degree has actually changed to like 30 degrees off because the target at the end has now taken a step to the, the left a little bit. And guess what? If you don't have someone in your life, whenever you start getting off your degree from Jesus, if you choose a partner that whenever things get hard or when things get difficult, that they tend to go to alcohol, drugs, or fill in the blank, whatever it may be, pornography, there, there are insecurities in us. Mm -hmm. If we are not careful, we will choose someone because of their looks, because of their dreams, because of their passion, and, and all of these things, when in reality, we need to choose someone that, that is longing after Jesus. Even in high school, they're, they're, we're, Alejo didn't know the Lord in high school right? No. I knew the Lord. I was passionately driven in, in high school for the Lord, but you know what happened? I was still in my sin in high school. I had an addiction to pornography. I had addictions to yep, insecurity. Same. Like I had this stuff then and I knew the Lord. And, and so if someone chose me then, man, I'm very grateful for the Lord protecting Stephanie, protecting the people. And I didn't even know who she was. The Lord was growing her. The Lord was growing me like these things. And, and God brought us together at the right time. But I'll call it this way. I don't believe if I didn't make the covenant to the Lord that I would be fiercely loyal to him. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have been the man that my girlfriend, my girl, that Stephanie and Reinhardt yep. needed at that moment. So, yeah. So, so, so this, so this is what's the heart. This was the heart of this, uh, of this podcast guys. And, uh, Joey, so Joey, I'm I, really I, passionate I, about I this. Yes. <laughs> I well, I told Joey that, um, I told Joey, so Joey has a daughter now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, yep. and my daughter's about to be born in a, in a month. Yep. And so uh, I'm starting to think like a, like a, like a, a, a daddy dad, girl, a yeah. Girl come dad, on, okay? come on. <laughs> and so, uh, so this is the thing. You know, we we could sit here and talk about, you know, the standards that women should have, um, like or, or or things that women should walk in, um, as as men look for uh, a spouse. And you know what? I think we'll probably just let Tara and Stephanie talk about that. You know, but but you know what? Yeah, I would like yeah. to talk about Joey, just because I always I I don't I don't mind, um, calling, you know, us higher, men higher. Um, I think that, I think that it's important ladies that you hear from men, from guys. Okay. And I hope to one day have this conversation with my daughter mm. and I hope that she receives it. And I pray, man, I pray in the name of Jesus that our daughters, Joey, mm, I on. pray in Jesus name that our daughters will have discernment and self-control to wait for the great God loving husband that the Lord has for mm. them. Um, but I just, I want to, I want to tell you ladies. Let me tell so I'm going I'm to go through a few things. This is from a guy that used to be lost. I still remember what it's like to be lost. Okay. Mm. I still remember what it's like to have no, no loyalty to any Lord. No, mm. only loyalty to myself, mm. only loyalty to my ways, only loyalty to fulfilling my pleasures. Okay. Let me tell you something. Any man can buy a woman flowers. Talk about it. Any, any man can go to Publix, 
spend five bucks so they can get in your pants, okay? I'm just being honest. Any man can be patient for just a little bit. Any man can, can even do what you want him to do for just a little while. But any, but any man that walks without a lord, that walks without a king, that walks rogue through this life. Let me put it this way. Can I pause it for two seconds? Yeah. He does actually have a lord. Oh, yeah, sure. It's himself. It's himself, yeah. Or the world, or money, or business, or guess what? Sex. His pleasures. Or physical, yeah. whatever it is. He has a God. His flesh. So actually, actually, his flesh is his God. Yes. Because the Bible says that you, you yes. do what your sinful yes. nature bids you to do. So let's let's call it what it is. Mm. Him and I both were loyal to the gods of selfishness, of yeah. self. Myself, we were. me. We mm-hmm. were. And if you don't have, if that person isn't loyal to the king of kings, he is loyal to himself as king. Yeah, and, okay. and this is the thing. This is the thing. Those guys, Joey, I didn't know. Right. I, and listen, some of them are I, good guys. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. I wanted to lead Tara to destruction. Mm. Mm. So what you're telling me is you were blind and you didn't have the no. right veil and the right sight yeah. that it was dark and you didn't know? No, I didn't know. Like, I thought I knew. Yeah. I mean, I th- you know what I thought? You know what I thought? I thought I was a great guy. Come on. I th- and listen, I wasn't a bad guy. Yep. Yep. You know what I was? I was a blind guy. Come on, dude. <laughs> let, me, let me just let me talk to you for a second. There there are there are incredible women out there and there are incredible men that don't know the Lord. Okay? They don't know the Lord. Super and they, nice people. And they're great, they're gentle, they're kind. They, they might be nicer they, than they, us. They're joy. Sometimes they're more selfless than us at times as Christians. Like we know guys like that that serve the community more than I'll just more than some churches do that they're more in the city than they are that some of the churches like they're just they're like man dang like they don't even know the king of kings and they serve the city more this is crazy like like that's nuts right there are good 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 people but let me put it this way that's man's definition of good yes sir that is the man's definition of good because if and then we, you know what we want to do wait, like, wait 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 pause and so then you know what we want to do when we are impatient uh, guys beware Again, I'm talking to you ladies because I'm calling men up higher. You know what you'll do? You will compromise your version of good that you know in Jesus mm. because you're impatient and because you don't have enough self-worth to realize that the Lord, your daddy, wants so much for you. And so you know what you're going to do? You know what you'll do? You'll say things like this. Well, he's a really nice guy, though. Or you'll say, uh, well, you know, he's really cur- curious about God. Or you'll say, uh, well, you know. He reads his Bible every now and then. Let me tell you something. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful daughter of the king. I'm talking, listen, I'm talking to the ones that walk with him. And I'm talking to the ones that maybe, maybe you, you don't, your life is not surrendered to Jesus. And I'm still talking to you because, because the Lord has something beautiful for you as well. Let me tell you something. Stop compromising the truth of God. Because, because you haven't received his love fully. Stop compromising the truth of God for what he wants for you because you are enamored with, with the temporary things that a guy can do for you. Stop it. Listen, let, me tell you, let me tell you what you should be looking for, ladies. When you find a husband, you, you're looking for a leader. You're looking for a leader. You are looking for a man that's going to take you somewhere. Now, I know... All, all, all the women out there that that think that you, you you don't need no man and you don't need a leader I'm not you you can you can 
cut it off here. You don't have to listen to us. We 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 believe, like the Bible says, that God is the head of our home, that the men are the, that are next, and then the women, and then the children. Okay. You when you're a when you're a woman, you're looking for a leader. Where is this man going to lead you, if he doesn't follow Christ? Okay. Where? Can I can I can I talk to that for two sec two seconds? A leader isn't always the loudest one. Listen, there are men, I'll use my own father as an example. My father is one of the most kindest, gentlest, fiercest men you will ever meet. He is not the loudest one in the room. He is not the loudest worshiper and praiser at church. He's not the one that has microphones and is screaming about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But you know what my dad is? He is a leader in his home, and he leads his family to Jesus. He leads his family to Yeshua. He leads. So you don't need a man that is the loudest in front of everyone. You don't need that. But there are some men that are gifted in that world, that God has wired in that world. And so if you you need to get, uh, just, I'll put it this way. Just like as men need to unwire themselves of how a female should be, uh, women need to unwire themselves of how a, uh, as a man should be, right? Uh, because there are different wirings in each person. And if you have an expectation that your man is going to be like your earthly dad, whether the good things or the bad things, like if I held my wife to all the standards that my mom is and was and all of these things, then, then it's still, there's going to be things that are missed there's going to be things that don't line up and all that because guess what my wife is not my mom she's not and i'm thankful for that i'm thankful that she's not all wired to be exactly how my mom is because guess what what the lord has done is he's gotten me what i need not what i wanted and that is the most important thing through this and so understand 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 that maybe in your desire and i'll just say partner you need to desire a partner that fears in a healthy, fearful, godly, reverent way the voice of God over your voice in their life. You need to find someone that longs for the voice of the King of Kings in their life more than your voice in their Come on. life. You need to. Because guess what? Like Alejo is saying, if you find someone that's a good man or a good girl, that's awesome. And now, again, we both have people that we know and love that they married someone because this is this is the 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 thing that can get poisonous in this world, and and how the enemy can twist worlds words right. The enemy can be like, well, you know, you're married to someone that doesn't love God right now. You screwed up. Oh man, you suck. Like, man, you're never, they're never going to fall in love with God. You know, all this stuff where you know someone personally yep. that because of them continuing to faithfully pursue the King of Kings, that the Lord drew, which there is scripture in this. I cannot picture the scripture of what it is. I'm going to find it right scripture. now. He's, he's trying to find it. Um, but there is scripture about, uh, you know, women love Love me, love the King of Kings, and you will bring, you will draw the man to the King of Kings, right? And then the opposite, as as men, love the Lord, and you will draw them here, right? Because guess what? There's some of you that might might have gotten saved, right? But you're already married to someone that wanted nothing to do with God. Now, does that mean you go and cut ties of that covenant? No. No, because you are in covenant with that person. You begin to 
preach, you began to teach, and let me put it this way, you began to live the word out every day of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. And like you begin to live these things out. And as you live out the faithfulness of Jesus and the life of Jesus, people will begin to get, as what I call is, if you're around the pool, you're going to get wet. You're going to start seeing the love of God. And you're going to start seeing a change in your home and a change in your apartment and in your family. And you're going to start seeing the change. Now, it's not going to be easy, but it's really simple to love, to forgive give, to bring mercy, to speak truth, to be Jesus in that family and in that household. And when you do that, I'm telling you, you will see people that were dead, just like you, dead, dead spiritually, come back and truly be given new life, Yeah, new life. And the old will be gone and the new will come. It will. But you, if you are, if you feel like you're, oh, I'm, I mean, I already married someone like, like guys, that's, that's okay. You can begin to bring people to Jesus. Well, and, and I think the important part, Joey, is that I think that, you know how like a lot of, you know how you'll hear uh, pastors and we'll, <laughs> we'll get to Joey's like, come on, we're over time. It's okay. I think we're, we're, we're it's okay. If you want to cut it here, that's all right. But um, I think this comes down to the basic definition of the gospel. Let me explain what I mean by that. Um, sometimes you'll hear pastors say, well, nobody's really a bad person, right? Not, not, people are not really bad people. Only 1% of the world or less than 1% of the world is really evil. Guys, the Bible says that, that nobody's good, mm. that all are evil or walk away from God. There is not one to follow, follow after God. And that's the reason why Jesus came. The reason why Jesus came was because if you are not in Christ... You are unrighteousness <laughs> and you are unrighteous. If you are not in Christ, you are controlled by your sin. If you are not in Christ, there's, there is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. I, I know that that is, that is a, you know what? The world hates that message and that's the reason why disciples have died. Mm. That's the reason why Christians die all the time because there is no middle ground. There's either you believe in Christ and you are the righteousness of God or you don't believe in Jesus and you are in sin and you are dead. You are in and, war and, against God. Well, listen, That's where says, I was. this is six Second Corinthians six fourteen says this. Okay, and this and you have to say that in order to say this next part. Okay. Second Corinthians six fourteen. Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. Who can write how can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? Mm. There's only two sides. Mm. How can light Live with darkness. Mm. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? Mm. <laughs> and we have to look at it as that extreme. It's that extreme. It I is mean, that it, extreme. Is, it is well, you can't black like, well, and white. You know, How no. can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? In what union can there be between God's temple and idols? Mm. For we are the temple of the living God. Listen. Bro, I just had a revelation. If you, this is, I asked, I asked uh, a girl that I, I dearly love. I asked her this question. And I asked her to her face. So she'll hear this and that's okay. I asked her, does your heart belong to God? And she said, yes. Yes, of course it does. I said, what do you think 
you are saying to your father who whose heart who who your heart belongs to that you are that you love a man that hasn't given him his heart mm. what does that say you're communicating something mm. and actually i just read it in the scripture listen to this it says what union can there be between god's temple and idols mm. for we are the temple of the living god you know what that's saying i'm not saying if you're married Because the scriptures actually say something completely different about when you get saved while you're married. Yep. Okay. Yep, 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 so yep, that's yep. different scripture. And I'll bring it up and we'll read it. But if you are not married and you claim to have complete and absolute loyalty to God and you are God's temple, you know what your unbelieving dating person is to you? What is it, Joey? That'd be called an idol. My It's friend. an idol. It's an idol. That's why this says... God's temple. What union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. You are a temple housing an idol. Mm. And let's be clear. Let's be clear. You can also be saved and someone can be your idol. Someone can be your God in that life. Like you can put someone above God. Well, no, that's what, like that's, someone, that's what, right, that's what this is can, saying. Right. Yeah. But, which like, like we're not just saying that if they're an unbeliever that, you know, they're an idol. We, what we're saying is like, yes, that that's hundred percent true. No, but also, if you are choosing, I mean, if this you're is choosing the thing, someone else. over Cause it's a lack of revelation. Yes, it's a lack of yes, revelation. Yes, yes, if you are the temple of the living God, if you are in full loyalty to Jesus, it's actually short sighted to be with somebody that's an unbeliever. You know mm -hmm. why? Because you're just not thinking ahead. Mm -hmm. You are thinking of your pleasure. You're not thinking of when you get married and you're not thinking of when your children need to be raised mm -hmm. in, uh, to love Jesus. And you're not thinking about the longevity of your grandchildren. And you're not thinking about your own soul and your own heart and how that's going to be managed through life with somebody that doesn't put God first. Mm -hmm. It's a lack of revelation. It's a lack of revelation. Well, and, and let's. I can also say this. Sometimes it's just hope. It's hoping because you met someone that is kind. You met someone that is gentle. You met someone that has this this glimmer of love. You met someone that is like, you know, we hear it all the time. Man, this is my person, right? Like, like you know, you, you have this hope for it. But man, now again, it doesn't mean they can't radically encounter Jesus. Absolutely. Like Alejo, he radically encountered Jesus and God changed his life entirely. It can happen, right? But at the same time, If you continue to go down the line hoping that they would encounter Jesus so that one day they would be able to lead your family or so that one day they would walk with you towards the cross like like it can it can be I'll just put it this way you uh, uh, you, you are brewing poison for your life yeah I mean you are brewing something you're tying you yourself may, to a dead person you, hoping you, that yeah, they come to life yes and like like again you're just you're just brewing something that I, I don't know, like, like Alejo said, I don't know if you're, you see everything that's really happening. Um, and that's where self-control, that's where the self-audit, that's where asking God to give you eyes to see in a relationship and remove infatuation and let you see a relationship as a whole and just be real and having the right people that you trust that speak into your life that even if they say something that you don't want to hear but you need to hear like these phrases and so it's very very important so what, why don't you hit you got that last yeah scripture, i got that i got this let's, one let's, so let's i'll say two things yeah, yeah so i'll say two things the first is Um, God is inc incredibly merciful and generous. And as you said, Joey, I know people who knew better, mm. but still got married to somebody that was an unbeliever. Mm -hmm. And they, um, 
they actually, you know, well, actually, no, you know what's so funny about it? Now that I think about the story, what the person did was, is they got remarried once they found Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like they got convicted about getting divorced mm-hmm. and they came back to their, to their spouse who was not a believer. Yeah. So this is the scripture. It says, for the believing wife brings holiness. Actually, go back a little bit. Why don't you tell what, what's the reference? Where, where is it found? Yeah, so 1 Corinthians 7, verse 13, it says, And if a, if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer, and he is willing to continue living with her... Actually, one second. I want to go back a little gonna bit. Keep rewinding. <laughs> Context is everything. Context is everything. Um, one second. I'm just going to keep... Uh, I'm going to go from... I'm, it's going to be a little bit of scripture. You guys hang on, okay? So it says this. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried, just as I am, but if they can't control themselves... They should go ahead and marry. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Lust, For those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. A wife must not leave her husband. But if she does leave him, let her remain single or else be reconciled to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. You know what I love okay. about Paul? In the statement, if you read a little bit before that, Paul actually says, this is something I suggest mm-hmm. about being celibate. And then he says, this is a command from the Lord. Yeah, from the Lord. What I love is Paul distinct something. Mm-hmm. Look, this is how I would recommend living life. Yeah. As Paul, this is how I see it. And then as what the creator of the stinking universe, the King of Kings says, yeah. well, this is where you need to live. Yeah. yeah. And so I so love that. Like, yes, I love, it's just, so cool. it's yeah. Paul being real. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, this is how my standard, I think you should be celibate. But hey, if you can't and you're burning with fire, yeah. just go get married. Like, and I love it gets, that. It gives a whole nother context to like speaking out of your own accord and that, what that means, <laughs> but we'll talk about it a different yeah, time. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. verse 12 says, now I will speak to the rest of you, though I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a fellow believer has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to continue living with him. Okay, so this is a spouse who is a believer and they are with a spouse who does not believe and they, the unbelievers, are still willing to live with you as a believer. He must not leave her. In other words, as a believer, you should not leave if your unbelieving spouse still wants to remain married to you. And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. So as for guys and for girls, for the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage and the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. That's there's that right so there. So much meat. That's, okay, that's, so much that's meat. a whole nother that's, that's a mystery 900 there. hours we'll come back of to mysteryness. That. But listen to this. But if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the believing husband or wife is no longer bound to, to the other. For God has called you to live in peace. In other words, if your unbelieving spouse wants to leave, let them go. And you live in peace. Now, now fight for it. Fight for it. Well, I, actually, I, I, I actually it doesn't listen. I'm not gonna add anything right. to a scripture. Yeah. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. Scripture. I'm gonna read scripture, right? So it says, if they want to go, let them go. For you're called to live in peace. I'm not gonna add anything else to that. That's a scripture. Verse 16. Don't you don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? And don't you husbands realize that your wives might be saved because of you? Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as you were when God first called you, when he first called you, okay? Mm. Come on. This is my rule for all the churches, right? And so so he's speaking about slaves remaining to be slaves, free free people remaining. So slaves, you are free in Christ. Free people, you are slaves for the gospel mm. anyway, right? Mm. Like it's just like remain as you mm. are. Um, but then also, so and I'll say this is the last scripture, guys. So... Um, there's a reason why the Lord instructed Solomon, King Solomon, to not marry anybody outside of the Israelite 
uh, people. And the reason why he did is because he knew that whoever you're married to is going to, not has the power, is, is going to, to drag your heart towards a direction mm-hmm. away from the Lord. Yep. One way or another. And so, um, so, so I just want to finish by saying this, um, guys, we just, we just, uh, as men, um, I believe a lot of the problems in the world will be fixed. Um, if women will just wait to be courted by the right godly men, um, and raise your expectations, guys, like ladies, you get, you get to choose, you get to choose. You get to choose. You get to choose. Men, men are gonna, men are gonna be what they are, and if they, if they aren't what you, what the Lord has told you to expect, hang tight, man. Hold still. Stand firm. And men, do not give yourself. And men and men and men, step up. Yep. Be the men that Jesus is calling you to be. Mm-hmm. And that woman that is pursuing the King that yes. continues to deny you. Right. Number one, maybe she isn't the person for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one. So stop trying to pursue someone that might not be the person for you. But number two, be the person that she would want to be her husband, the father of her children, the grandfather to her grandbabies. Be that person that is pursuing the king of kings with everything that they are. And guys, both men and women, I encourage you, I implore you, I challenge you, be picky. Be picky based off the standards of the gospel of the word of god of jesus be picky be picky because this is the second greatest decision you will ever make in your jesus in your in your entire life other than jesus so be picky pursue the king of kings be patient be in self-control from the person that wasn't the person and the Lord brought him to become the man to the person that obviously I wasn't the person in a lot of ways, but I held true to the standards and I was made fun of from my friends. I was made fun of even in the by my own reflection. Okay, I was made fun of in my own reflection, my own eyes. I'm like, Joey, this you're is a virgin. Dumb. Like, you come you're on, a... man. All your friends, come on, like, yo, bro, that girl wanted to sleep with you. Like, just go for it. Like, dude, there wasn't just wanted to do it. What's wrong with that? Like, my own reflection. Are you even a man? Like, come on. Like, literally, these things that I fought with within my own self because I had standards within myself because of my family and because the word that I pursued in the King of Kings and just by the grace of God because there was literally moments where I fled sin and temptation and it was who like it was just it, crazy and and it was god's protection okay and, and so we we really do love you all we hope you got the meat of this and, and began to chew on some of it there's so much more to to choosing a relationship there's so much more of of choosing the right spouse and things like that but the biggest thing we want to hit on is be picky be high with your standards not in perfection but in the longing of growing or the longing of desiring the right person in your life be picky not in perfection but in the right things of your life and so we love you guys we're grateful for you thank you for listening to you know over an hour podcast again we actually set this out to be 30 minutes but man this one is one of those such special places in my heart particularly because whenever you're living fruit of it even in the hard times my wife and i ain't perfect we don't have the perfect marriage but we have a great marriage and and the reason why i believe we have a great marriage is because we're seeking jesus and all that we do and that we're willing to commit to him even in our frailties and through that god continues to be so kind to us and so faithful to us in this through this process yes guys and- live with a good marriage 
It's an amazing life. Come on. It ain't got to right. be perfect. No. But, man, have the right person that you want to grow with. And, man, life is so much more fun, so much more fulfilling in the spiritual realm, and so much more in this. And, and more than anything, remember this. Marriage isn't about you, even. Marriage is actually about what the Lord can do through Going you. Going to serve. It. That's right. We're serving. How can I serve this person? How can I outserve them? All of these things. So we love you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us in. We're so excited on the next few episodes that we got planned. Uh, we really are so pumped. So, hey, thank you and continue to be prolific.